it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out, WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts, 
and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stiles of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge... Hello once again, everyone. It's Mike Tanay from TNA Wrestling, and welcome to In the Room. Here's Brady, Kathy, The Stroh, Jordan, and Derek. <laughs> Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just Get a feeling like you need Some kind of change No matter what the other this time Alright, ladies and gentlemen We're back, we're live, we're on the air It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network at VOCNation.com Brady Hicks here, the whole cast and crew, uh, minus Derek, will be on in a little bit. Everybody's here, and we are so excited to talk with you guys. Uh, Lots of exciting stuff going on in the world of wrestling. But before we get to all that, let me introduce the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Hello, Brady. How are you tonight? Hello. I'm all right. 
I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm a little tired, but it's okay. I'm uh, drinking enough caffeine, Cassie, that I think I can keep an elephant up uh, into the middle of the night tonight. So it'll Thank be interesting you. for sure. Certainly tomorrow will be interesting. Uh, also joining us, the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. What's up, buddy? Uh, great to be here with you guys. <laughs> you know, I always love that song you play every now and then to, to kickstart the show. It, it sounds like one of those uh, commercials <laughs> where they're, they're, they're selling something, but they're giving you all the side effects. It's like, uh, but be cautious for stuffy nose, extra head, uh, scaly skin. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you've got to watch out for the side effects with this show uh, for sure. So, uh, And there's many of them. They're not all on the label. Uh, what's going on, Matt Grimm? How you doing, man? I'm fine. I haven't grown a third testicle yet from being on this show, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> oh, geez, that must just be me. Now, <laughs> oh, Matt. It, it actually ta- it actually caused mine to go inverted, Matt. For some reason, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> that is not a situation and... you want to find yourself in. <laughs> no. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, following up the inverted testicle, Ray Bogus. What, what's going on, Ray? <laughs> if you're suffering from seasonal allergies, ask your doctor about flumazepam. Side effects may include drowsiness, <laughs> lack of sleep, pancreatic cancer, and HIV. Oh, wow. You should That's consider it? all risks before using this product. It sounds like you've you worked know, for point, the big pharma in the past. Right. Like, at that point, you're just going, like, hell yeah, sign me up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. So uh, nothing a line of sugar can't cure, Kathy, you know? <laughs> line of sugar. Uh, 914-338-1885. That's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my favorite, uh, you know, I want it for an ugly sweater party. They have, uh, they have. Scarface, and he's sitting on the desk, and he says he wants to uh, to build a snowman, and he's got the piles of snow everywhere, Kathy. It's amazing. I, I definitely want it, uh, but I haven't laid out the money for it yet. Uh, <laughs> 914-338-1885 is the number to get in touch with us here tonight, and we definitely want to take your calls. We're going to go to the phone lines, as Chip Kelly would say, early and often, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, I also gave you guys a bit of a challenge this week, and I'm not sure exactly who took me up on it, uh, but the idea that I had was that everybody on the panel kind of come in come in hot with their own topic, you know, hot topic, Kathy, and, and I think it could be a really good thing. I think it's going to spur some discussion and help with those lulls. Uh, not that I expect necessarily a lot of lulls tonight, because we have a new WWE champion, Kathy. Bobby Lashley yes, went in the do. title last night. By and large, I think yeah. people are really excited about it. Yep. I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. I mean, uh, you, you can see that, like, it just feels like a breath of fresh air. I got to tell you, if you had come to me, if you had come to me when I, when I came back and started doing the show again, and you had said, hey, Ray, a couple of months, really – almost a year, um, over a year since you started doing the show again. Um, we're going to lead off the show, and Bobby Lashley winning the WWE title is going to be described as, quote, a breath of fresh air. 
I, I would have looked at you and said, no, you are a crazy person. Right. Uh, but it, that, that's a good way to describe it. It is. And I, I think it's less, it's less that it's a face we haven't seen with a belt for a while and more that it makes WrestleMania a lot more interesting. Oh, for sure. Uh, Matt, we were talking about it for the last couple of months, and it just didn't feel like anybody was really in that spot to challenge uh, Drew McIntyre going into WrestleMania this year, you know? And all of a sudden, uh, they've got this monster that, like, I'm not even sure Drew should win the belt back yet, Matt, because I really like Bobby Lashley as champion, and I think a lot of other people are as well. Yeah, I, I like the idea. I just wish that the timing was better with all of this. I wish he had won the belt maybe at like Survivor Series or something um, Yeah. instead of at this point. I, I, that at least would have given him a few months with it because I, I don't know what they're going to do, but look, I mean, most of the time WrestleMania ends with the good guy standing on top. So I think there's a chance that Lashley's reign isn't going to last very long. You know what? It might not. Uh, that's actually something that I wanted to talk about tonight, but that'll be my topic. That'll be later on in the show. Matt, you had a really <clears> compelling one, and I wanted to uh, to definitely dive right in with it because you don't get a lot of time. Go for it, man. That's fine. So uh, away from WWE for a couple minutes here, um, on Saturday night, AEW is having a match for their championship between – Kenny Omega and John Moxley, and it's not just any old match. It is an right. exploding barbed wire death match. Yeah, I heard Normally it was the, the province of yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, literally. I guess like this is uh, look. Is it what I'm wondering is is this too much? Are our American audiences too? I don't know what the right word is. Prudish for a match like this? Is this like? Is this a relic of a bygone era and something that is more acceptable in a place like Japan? Or is this kind of going to represent a shift in what Americans kind of expect from pro wrestling or something in the middle? I, I think they're certainly trying to make it a shift for sure. Uh, you know, you're, they're taking a lot of these guys who made names for themselves in Japan and throwing them in kind of a, a foreign environment that American, uh, at least mainstream American uh, fans aren't necessarily used to. And I say mainstream, of course, because there is a, a niche following for ultra-hardcore, ultra-violent stuff. Uh, I've seen it firsthand in the Philadelphia area, even though I'm not really a fan of it. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I'll say this, uh, Ray, I, back in the day with ECW, you know, the knock on them was they're not really favorable to a mainstream audience, a national audience here in the U.S. And I got to think this is a huge chance that AEW has taken doing something like this. So I think it's a huge chance for two reasons. And, I mean, I suppose I suppose when you take a risk, you make some kind of calculation. Unless, you know, unless you're TNA and then you're just sort of taking a risk that you take a take risk. To, to me, the, the big downside to this is twofold. Um, number one, it's interesting. Well, I suppose num- number one, um, I, so I don't think it's that American audiences are necessarily too prudish for this. But I, I don't think AEW is at a point where they don't necessarily need that shot factor. They need to bring people in. 
And I, I think when you have the established audience, it's okay to do this. But I'm not necessarily sure that when you're trying to get more eyes on your product, that you can that you necessarily want to take this kind of risk. At least I wouldn't. But hey, I'm not in the, you know, I, I come, I'm doing that because I come on the show and talk about it with you guys. I don't have my own promotion to run. Mm-hmm. Um, something Matt said, and then a uh, comparison that you made, I think is probably the bigger issue here, is that I just don't think it has the gravitas that it did before. Um, and Matt specifically said that it's kind of a, a relic of a bygone era. The thing is, is that I think part of what made this stuff work, these, these sort of extreme matches work in ECW and then to a lesser extent in WCW and then in an even lesser extent w, what was then the WWF was it was kind of like the whole aesthetic of the 90s where like the shock was that that this was something so foreign and it was the entire spectacle was sort of in and of itself bigger than bigger than life and bigger than everything around you whereas now it's just it's just not it doesn't diminish wrestling as a product at all. It's still something to be watched and valued and loved and cherished. But the reality that these are somehow just these larger-than-life people, we're, we're in an era where that's no longer true. And when you, have, when you have characters that are larger than life, that are somehow bigger than yourself, those are, those are compelling, heroic figures. Yeah. When they're not, when they don't fit that mold, and I don't want this to sound like I'm just trashing people who who wrestle or who do this because I'm not. But when you do this kind of match, you're not a a compelling heroic figure. You're a hillbilly beating another hillbilly with a piece of razor wire that explodes. Stro, have explodes. you ever been in an environment like this? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story real quick. What happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was at. Uh, I was ringside uh, um, in the corner uh, watching this match. Uh, it's like there's this extreme style match where they had like weed whackers and stuff and exploding this and that. It was it, yeah, it was totally insane. So, but I wasn't even in the match. I was a stand there, right? And all of a sudden they broke out the uh, fluorescent bulbs, right? Started whacking each other with that, right? And the wave of glass hit me, right? Yeah. And next yeah. thing you know, I'm looking at myself. I got I got blood all over me, and oh I'm, I'm so I'm I'm, I'm so filled, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I walk in there and just start trashing them, you know, just beating the crap wherever I could, right? And That'd be so mad. <laughs> you know, and, and then this this young boy, this, this green guy, at the ringside, right, was petrified because he's seen everything going off and everything. And he he's never been in a match like that before. And they they put him in there without him any experience knowing what to do, right? So I, I, I went outside, grabbed a young guy, and I said, "Stick with me, kid. You know, just hang on to me. I'll, I'll, I'll get you to the back, right?" So I'm, I'm firing, carrying him through all the debris to the back because you know, because I didn't want him to get hurt, right? So yeah, was, yeah, yeah it was <laughs> crazy. Matt, Jeez. it's garbage. That's what I told Steve last week. I think it's garbage. I, I don't understand why a mainstream company would. I, I'm not trying to knock people that do this, Matt. Uh, but I, I I I don't care for it. I don't care for it at all. I probably won't watch it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's like I'm, I'm getting older or what, but this, I don't really want to see these two guys kill themselves doing this. No, or each other for that matter. You, you know, um, <laughs> you know that uh, <laughs> John Moxley's going to end up looking like, um, God, what's that superhero? The one with the funny comments. I'm draw- God, I'm getting so friggin' old. I can't remember anything anymore. My brain Deadpool. is turned Star to Lord. <laughs> Dead- Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. Yes, Deadpool. That's what John okay. Moxley's going to look like when this is over. <laughs> Just scarred up and in a mess. Yeah. Like a road map, Kathy. And the poor little... And <clears throat> I... I- well, you know how I feel about blood matches. I can't stand them. No. There's really Don't you wish no you were a medic in... for this one, Kathy? No. <laughs> Could be fun. Doing an ECW and CZW's uh, Torment of Death, that was enough. Kathy, what do you like better, quilting or sewing together human skin? <laughs> I like quilting. <laughs> Not that I, I I'm good at it. Bond. So I was going to work with Doctor Frankenstein. And... <laughs> I, I use Dermabond. It holds like... easier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> speaking of um, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, speaking of uh, being patched together, I for those who are enjoying the video right now. Uh, they can see that Ratboy logged in, and he is sporting a brand new smile, Matt. He uh, he got his uh, his new teeth in, so he'll be able to eat at Seven Eleven every night of the week now. And everything is on the menu apparently, except for corn. Well, imagine that. Uh, I... Thank you, Doctor Giggle. Yes. Ratboy, I'm going to send a super tough steak <laughs> your way. We'll 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 have you eat it while you're on the air. You <laughs> no, he's not. He's on board with that. I don't know why I'm making fun of him. My teeth are. (laughs) I don't know why I'm making fun of him. My teeth are probably worse than his at this point. Uh, (laughs) Remember remember when Dallas Page had his done? Yeah. Simon Dallas Page had his. Yeah. I remember the the the, the bling gimmick. You know, I loved it. Yeah. Here's a guy who did not compete in a barbed wire exploding match. Mm. I can remember. I can remember being uh, front row for CZW uh, early in my days with the magazine. And uh, before I figured out that, Kathy, if I'm going to go to CZW, I don't want to sit in the front row. And um, exactly. they had they had that cage that was like had all these glass panels. Is it Cage mm-hmm. of Death? or I, yep, I think it's Cage, cage of, of death. death. And somebody got thrown from the top of the page, from the top of the cage through like a glass panel, and there was glass and blood everywhere. It was horrible, Matt. It was like a nightmare. <clears throat> well, the one day I had a, I was the medic for the tournament of death for CZW. Mm-hmm. This guy farm. got slashed open. No, this was uh, down in Winslow Township. Okay. Um, one of the guys got slashed open with something. I'm working on one guy. They're all over by the other guy, and the girl says, my, "The girl that's helping me says, um, it's bad." I said, 
one to ten. She goes twelve. I said ER go. <laughs> oh no. I said, oh, we have to. Oh well, we have to get the tens on out of his head right now. <laughs> and you know what the tens on is? It's metal. Yeah. It's a metal cap with all spikes on it. Okay. And it was in his in wow. his head, and they had to pull it out with pliers. Yeah, that was Masada, wasn't it? Huh? Wasn't that Masada used to do that? Masada did, but this wasn't Masada. Oh, okay. I got you. What the hell? Do you get something um, from Amazon here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he went to, the kid went to the ER, and the doctor went, Okay. What the hell happened? I'm in a death match. What can I was you like, say? It was horrible. Horrible. Ask him if the hot dog was really good that day. Because that's the only way I could figure that it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All Angus beef hot dog. (laughs) Look at this. Ratboy's setting up Deadpool in the corner. Never one to uh, be behind the trends. Uh, (laughs) 914-338-1885 is the number to uh, get in touch with us here tonight. <laughs> be behind the trend. Yeah, Tiago's description brings up an interesting point, and I think it kind of it kind of goes back to something that I talked about, and Matt talked about, and you talked about. I don't know that having an outcome like that is what you want to do if you're trying to get people to continue to be invested in your product, especially if you look at who's watching AEW. Yeah, yeah, you want kids to watch Right. Well, it's it's getting kids to watch it. You're getting a lot of guys who, you know, maybe hadn't been, you know, watching wrestling for a while. And I just, I, even if you thought this was, even if you thought this was something that could get a lot of extra eyeballs onto your product, I'm not 100 percent sure that you're going to, you're going to reach your target market. I think it's I think it it might drive away as much as it burns in. And then unless you're doing that regularly, you're not going to hold on to the people you bring in. So it's likely a net loss. Hey, that will be the next uh, award winner for uh, the Meltzer Awards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 18 stars. Hey, pretty much cleaned up, didn't they, Ray? Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to talk about that tonight, too. That Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, my God, talk about a PR firm, man. Uh, Stro, I was going to say... I clamor for the days of hardcore matches that involve Terry Funk hitting Norman Smiley over the head with a with a loaf of bread. Like that was my cup of tea right oh, there. Do you remember that? That's, that's that tremendous. was Nitro yeah. at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a loaf of bread. So yeah. Strowman's. Not even like one of those hard <laughs> rye breads. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh yeah. You're blind you with white. You gotta watch out. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh by the way, how about them awards? That that's crazy. Like I I saw that WWE the only thing they got were like negative awards. You know? Like Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> like what the heck? Best booker of the year, Tony Khan. What is Tony Khan booking? Is he booking it? Hotels. <laughs> I guess he's he's right up there with the gnome, right? Remember the gnome I, commercials? That yeah, 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 yeah. Travel the gnome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
I mean, listen, there's a lot of good stuff with AEW, and I think uh, we're actually in for a treat this Wednesday, believe it or not, because I think the Shaquille O'Neal thing will probably be memorable. I, I don't know that it'll necessarily be good, but I think it'll be memorable. You know what? Oh, they said it's going to be yeah. the best celebrity involvement ever. Matt, I don't know that anybody can ever beat Mike Tyson and what he did in his couple appearances, uh, but they say it's going to be really good. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we will see. I wouldn't have had him fight Shaq, though. I mean, I wouldn't have had him fight Cody, though. I, I understand why they did, of course, because he is the second hey, best booker hang on. last year. Hang on. The, the best celebrity involvement ever. Hold on, hold on, hold there's on. A, there's a lot of good stuff to sort through for that. Now, hold on. It's going to be okay. tough to beat RoboCop, that's for sure. Okay. Hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay. I, I don't care how you feel about the man and his politics. But there's a different company. There's a different company that can now now lay claim legitimately to having had a United States president be involved in one of the matches. Well, and I just think I and just he was just the president for it. <laughs> I, I just I just think that that one. Just like the gravitas of that one, that I, I don't, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. I, I gotta say that one's probably a little bit more memorable than Shaq. But his stuff was awful, though. Like the Trump stuff. I, I don't know. The haircut match was, stupid. was good. He bought raw. He bought raw. How dumb was that? I'm talking about the rest Bobby of the Bobby Lashley has truly come How a long way. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby's come a long way. You, you know what's I mean, funny is they had. Yeah, they had the faith in Bobby Lashley back then. That was what, WrestleMania 20, uh, 23, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah. Right around there. Is that about right? But that was a long time ago now. Thing. That was 14 years ago. And they knew it back then that Bobby Lashley was going to be something. I, I think they forgot it themselves for a little while. But it it was great to see. Um, yeah, he did that match. And then nothing else. Matt, do you think real life Donald Trump would have picked Bobby Lashley? I probably shouldn't go there. Uh, you know what? You shouldn't because I, I don't should. think you. I don't think you want to. I don't think you want to hear my answer. So. <laughs> oh man, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh, like like I said, for my money, the best celebrity involvement at, at, at in wrestling has been Mike Tyson. I. Between the stuff that he did with Shawn Michaels, the stuff that he did with Stone Cold, and then, uh, you know, the the Chris Jericho stuff later. And then Chris Jericho again in AEW. I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like it's really tough to beat Mike Tyson. The only one that I can really think of that might come close is Cindy Lauper, just because of the yeah. role that she played. Oh, yeah. But Mike Rock Tyson was so – yeah, but Mike Tyson was so hands-on with it, you know? Oh yeah, I can remember Matt. We were in college, and they were showing it on Sports Center. Yeah, yeah, and that's all Vince McMahon has ever really wanted is to have his stuff shown on, you know, on mainstream sports media. And he had it. Yeah, and the up with uh, Tyson and Austin and DX was really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Ratboy brings up Andy Kaufman. Actually, Steve the caller brought him up last week as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that celebrity involvement, 
And uh, certainly not on to the scale that it is today, because I don't think that the majority of uh, wrestling, mainstream wrestling fans really know about Andy Kaufman or really kind of saw that angle unfold, except for that Man in the Moon movie. Um, it was very cool, and it was very symbolic, and it was certainly very significant for wrestling. Uh, but I don't know necessarily that most fans really got to see it and enjoy that as it could have been. If that had been on WWE television, I think it would have been absolutely five times as big and probably would have been the biggest thing ever. But it was also ahead of its time, if you think about it. Like the stuff they were doing in Memphis, uh, that just wouldn't fly in, like, the mid-'80s WWF. No. But it was cool. It was. I mean, to this day, I want to wrestle all the women because of Andy Kaufman. I loved Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I don't think his alter ego would either. <laughs> I don't think he would fly. Andy, you just want to wrestle one person on that car, on that day. No, Kathy, I'm not that selective anymore. As I, as, I, as I get older, I learn that. <laughs> <laughs> But, yes, I would definitely welcome a match. I, I think it would be amazing. Uh, 914-338-1885. I bet you Meltzer would give it three stars. Uh, yeah, so 914-338-1885. So, uh, you know, lots to talk about tonight. Uh, as I was saying about Bobby Lashley, before we kind of dive into the next topic and everything, uh, I feel like Bobby Lashley, the reaction that he got when he beat The Miz was so telling. Because I think, you know, when you're positioned as a bad guy and you're positioned as like the leader of the Hurt Business and you've taken everybody else out and everybody hates MVP and it's like Bobby Lashley... You know, I, I guess it was a manipulated reaction, but to me, it was a tremendous, what would have equated to a standing ovation with you deserve it, had fans actually been there. That The reaction that he got, uh, I have to assume it was somewhat authentic, at least a little bit, and uh, mm -hmm. it was absolutely amazing. And you don't really see that when two bad guys fight. You, it's very, very rare that you get that. So, I don't know. I'm starting to question now maybe should Bobby Lashley hold on to the title for a little bit and see how he does and hold Drew McIntyre off for further down the line where there's maybe more than a couple thousand fans at WrestleMania. I don't know. I'm down. You want to see maybe what he's got? A rematch for his SummerSlam, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I think he's got to defend it against Drew. I'm, I'm just saying maybe hold off on having Drew win it. What were you going to say, Ray? I, I cut you off. Oh, no, I was going to say, I, I think that works. I think what you, I think the way you probably do that is you have, um, I think, I think it's a very easy, you somehow, somehow you, you, you shoehorn in, and it wouldn't be that bad, you shoehorn in somebody else for McIntyre to feed with after WrestleMania, mm -hmm. where in that person, that person somehow in a triple threat match costs McIntyre the ability to regain his title. Okay. But who are you putting in there? Him, you know? You know, the thing is, I don't really suspect that it matters. Okay. I mean, you can't just... Okay, like, you can't... <laughs> Our truth. 
Well, as I say, you can't go down to the kennel. You can't. <laughs> you can't go down to the kennel. And no, because half of them are dead now, unfortunately, because they haven't fed them in years. That's true. That's true. You can't go to any of the to any of the survivors in the kennel and just like big, it has to be somebody like relatively meaningful that can <laughs> that that can do it. Um, I don't know. I mean, if I, uh, you know, maybe that might be something to like come back from the commercial break for, and we can kind of maybe that kind can kind of be what we do because I'd want to look at the roster and sort of see what would make sense. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I mean. Because in my opinion, the Raw roster is really thin, but we should definitely do that. Uh, let's go to the phones, actually, and I'm going to go first to Tora because she was the first one on the line, which is so rare because she's usually the last one to call in. Uh, what's going on, Tora? How you doing, Toto? I'm doing great. You sound good. You sound clear-headed, and so I guess it's early still. Yeah, tomorrow is my birthday. Happy birthday, uh, happy Toto. Birthday. What uh? <laughs> how old are you gonna be? Twenty six. I wish I'm gonna be forty two. Well, that's exciting. Wow. Okay, I can't believe I'm older than you. That's uh. You sound like you'd be like my grandmother, but you're not. Obviously, you're younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been told you sound older? Mature. That's the word we use. Mature, Kathy. Correct. Mm-hmm. She sounds mature. Mature. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problem. So what's going on, Tor? Did, did you have a, a thought on the AEW barbed wire match? Is that something you would watch? Yeah. You don't care if, like, skin's getting ripped off? People with just their skeleton showing, you're okay with that? Um, as long as I'm not eating anything, I think I'd be okay. Okay. See, I would have to eat. That's the only way to distract myself, you know? Yeah. What's a good food to eat during an exploding barbed wire match? I'm thinking like uh, maybe like a stromboli. Mm. Wow. What would you eat? What would you ribs? Rat Boy says ribs. That's a good one. That's actually a solid um, Rat Boy usually doesn't bring anything. Well he's got teeth now. He's thinking like a people. Mm-hmm. You know? I was saying... Before it would have been oatmeal. Hmm. <laughs> or free milk. <laughs> Dumpster applesauce. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know. Now, do you think? Do you think since it's exploding, do you think one of them will lose their hand or foot? I will. Probably. Who do you think's gonna lose something? Um. Who's it's in the John match? Moxley and Kenny Omega. So it's Dean Ambrose who's and Kenny Omega. Oh, that's a tough one. I think Dean Ambrose is going to lose his hair. You think so? I do. I think it's going to explode right off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, to where it's been fun. Right. <laughs> Love you, Tour. 
Happy birthday. Yeah, Thank you. You going to send me a cool picture? Yeah. You and Brianna and the cat. Yeah. Okay. Love you, Tora. Yep. Have a good Love one. Me too. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, what we're going to do, we'll take a real quick commercial break. On the other side, uh, we'll get some more callers on the line, hopefully. And Ray's still got to introduce a topic that I think is going to be very good. It's something that I'm personally very excited about. So, once again, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation radio network. And we will be back uh, in just a couple minutes. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro, both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com. And subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. This is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm, and you know Ray there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building, and then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? 
General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get that nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Blu-ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. 
Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legon every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Abnon went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. 
New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey Podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertainment, call in again 914-338-1885 it's Brady I've got Stroh I've got Kathy I've got Ray we've got Rapley waiting in the wings and we're waiting to talk to you guys as well so be sure to call in you can be second one in the queue right now and uh, we were having a lively discussion and as I mentioned kind of to kick off the show uh, we're opening up uh, what I did last week is I kind of opened it up where the different hosts could introduce their own topics to the show I thought it was help conversations flow and kind of spark discussion. It's been nothing short of amazing. We got a lot of stuff on the docket right now, and we're going to get to it in one second. But before that, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man, besides the dancing, the, the fine dancing? Oh, I'm telling you. Dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's going to be a busy week. Uh, well, tomorrow night, I'm going to be a special guest on the Funny Enterprises podcast. Ooh. With us. More of wrestling, and it'll, it'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And to listen in, you can go to xwwradionetwork.com. Listening on the podcast uh, Thursday night, of course, WCW Retro, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BBC Nation. And the topic we'll, we'll be discussing the, uh, the career of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Thursday night, and then uh, Friday night on my hard sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, on my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash throw the maestro at 12 midnight. The feature will be none other than Spider Baby. Spider <laughs> Baby. Uh, Long Cheney Long Jr. I used to date so, her in college. Finish. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh man. Uh so anyway, as I said, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh, uh did we lose <laughs> We didn't we didn't lose anybody. We 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 got uh, another Let's see here. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Hey hey, hey Brady. Hey yeah, Brady. sorry about that. Sorry about Brother. that. I don't know, for some reason I went to mute the the caller. And uh, it muted me. I don't know. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Go figure, right? <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, that's karma for uh, for all the times I've talked over people or whatever. Uh, so, Ray, uh, before we dip into the callers, we were talking about potential challengers on Raw. And I feel like it's a very thin list. Uh, but uh, you said you were able to dig up a couple of names. So I was. And if for those maybe who are just joining or who skipped ahead, and if you skip ahead, shame on you. That first that first 51 minutes was actually a very, very good uh, portion of the show. 
The premise is we're all very happy that Lashley won the belt. We think it's a breath of fresh air, and uh, we, we, we really think it's a good, positive move. But we kind of like to see Lashley be able to hold on to the belt without necessarily damaging the McIntyre brand. Mm-hmm. And so and so the trick is who can you slide into that WrestleMania match slide to make it a three-way match slide to, to cost McIntyre the belt and feud with them for a little while until one of your more major pay-per-views, likely SummerSlam, uh, where you, you kind of... You know, you, you get to have you get to have your real big match with Lashley versus McIntyre, and hopefully at that point the fans, with real fans in there, and you uh, you kind of go from there. And I was able to find three people that could kind of fit that. I, I don't want to say mold, but like they 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 could fit the criteria. So it has to be somebody that's important enough to be believable doesn't really suffer a lot of damage from taking a loss and could be an interesting kind of lull time feud for a little bit until you start really getting McIntyre and Lashley back on the same track. So up first, why not Braun Strowman? I mean, if you just need somebody to be in there and kill time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, he was good enough to step in and fill in for Roman Reigns last year at WrestleMania. I didn't feel like the uh, Goldberg match, I mean, it wasn't a great match, uh, but he certainly more than held up his end of a really crappy match. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I like him. I think the fans are still somewhat behind him. I, I, he, you know, he's a guy that you tend to forget about. For sure. And the thing is, you don't need him to be, you don't, if you're going to slide him in there, you don't need him to carry the match. The match is obviously Lashley versus McIntyre. You just need somebody to be in there to, you know, be believable as an opponent and take a fall. That's really all you need, and and you can get away with that. Number two, why not Jinder Mahal? A loss doesn't really do anything. Jinder Mahal, wow. Okay. I mean, that would have to be out of nowhere. He hasn't done anything in a while. I know, but think about it. A loss doesn't really do anything. He's kind of a believable guy. You know, he could be interesting for, like, you know, May and June. Yeah. You know, that's and that's really what you're, that's really what you're looking to be interesting for. And then the last one I thought, this would be another one that's kind of out of nowhere... Why not have Samoa Joe? A loss does absolutely nothing to Joe. In fact, he'll probably go right back to the booth. Yeah, you know, put him in there. You know, you could almost do you could almost do basically a basically a little bit bigger, more compelling version of what you did years ago with Miz and Waller. Joe can go right back to the booth. Mm-hmm. And that would be my least preferable of the three, but... I can see that. I don't get... Rampway's holding it. Rampway's holding it to Sheamus or Keith Lee. I suppose Sheamus, although I don't necessarily think that he's a believable opponent at this point. Um, No. No. I I mean, I'm not... That's a no. 
Keith Lee, a, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, a loss hurts him too much. Yeah, although the loss to those guys, I'm not sure how much it would hurt them. But, yeah, it hurt him. Yeah, but um, what about Brock Lesnar? If you're looking to get him I involved. Have, do you think Lesnar wants to show up just to take the loss and then work some minor pay-per-views in the spring? I mean, ching, ching. I guess. Ching, ching, bling, I mean, bling. Was, I mean, that I would be nice, but I skipped over him because that's... I just that's thought Twitter was awesome. see, apparently, because that's, like, been trending all over Twitter. Has it really? Twitter see, now. I haven't even been uh, on Twitter. Oh, oh it's, I, um, it's been nuts, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, I, you know, I, yeah. They've been pushing, well, I, I you know, the, like McIntyre, of course, trying to get his other shot at the title. But uh, if you go to Twitter, I mean, everybody was saying, saying please let it be Lesnar and Lashley. <laughs> Which is funny because they've been asking Lesnar to go away for the three years prior. <laughs> Literally. That's true. Yeah. Go, go figure, right? That's, that's true. I mean, you got to remember, for this, for this to make sense, McIntyre has to be in the match against Lashley at, at, at Mania, so it has to be a three-way, and I don't, I mean, do you really want to spend Brock that way? Does Lesnar want to do that? I mean, I, it'd be nice, but I kind of skipped over it because I, I didn't really know, I didn't really think that was plausible. The other ones are at least plausible. Joe comes out and demands a shot at the title because yeah. you know, he thinks yeah. he has to lose to the booth without ever getting it. That depends on if Samoa Joe's healthy enough, though. That's the whole reason why he's on the commentator's booth, if he's able to compete. True. I mean, True. And like I said, that would be my least desirable of the three because if you put him in there, you know, even if he gets healthy enough to compete, you don't necessarily want him taking a lot of falls. My um, yeah. But I, the match, like I said, the, the match is the match is Lashley versus McIntyre anyway. You you just need a believable body in there to take the fall and kill some time for a couple months between Mania and the Build a Slam to some extent. And and I agree, I agree. I I'm just wondering because I, I'm not to poop on your idea, but I I I'm not a fan of triple threat matches as much. I'm wondering if they couldn't accomplish the same thing with just the two of them by having the hurt business do some shenanigans and costing through the match. See, to me, the shenanigans is the that's the less desirable of them. Uh, truth be told, I would like it if this. I, I agree with what Matt said when he was on earlier. I would I would have liked to see Lashley win it at Survivor Series, have the reign, Chris, we Chris and McIntyre at WrestleMania, and everybody moves on. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the the triple threat match is the more desirable of those two. If you wanted to to do, you know, a, a hurt a hurt interference thing. I, know, I, I guess. Like, I, to me, that's the less desirable of the two options because you want you want the moment of them facing off for the rematch head-to-head to be untainted. Well, since I'm not trying to poop on your idea, but I'm trying to get away from it, uh, no, no, Rapley, no. Not Ryback, no. No, don't, don't, I, no. don't. No. I, I don't think so. What, what about having The Miz interfere? And then the feud for the next couple months is Drew versus The Miz. I could get behind that. I'm just trying to think of different ways that they could do this. I, uh, I mean, ultimately, I, throw, I think Drew's going to win the belt back. But well, I do too. That's, that's, yeah. the end, that's the end game here. I yeah. guess Stroke, sort of from a, from a performer's perspective, 
Like if, if you were in if you were in this sort of you know I suppose pleasant booking fiasco that WWE finds himself in, uh, would, I mean, would you prefer would you prefer to be in a triple threat match? Would you prefer for your match to be you know inter- interfered with, or would that kind of depend on what position you're in going into the match? A lot depends on the story being told and who's all involved in the story. Uh, sometimes a, a three-way match uh, works, depending on the, the story involved and who's all involved in the story. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, for that big fight feel, it's always great to have a, a great one-on-one contest. Especially so. at WrestleMania, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's just always been my opinion. I, I thought that uh, the the one with Shawn Michaels and Benoit, like I felt like that would have been better served as a singles match too. Like Shawn shouldn't have really been in that spot as much as I was a fan. Uh, that was Triple H and Benoit that year, and, and that's what it should have been. Just my opinion. Uh, we're gonna bring on Derek. Derek, we're talking about uh, the the uh, the idea of throwing another body into that main event at WrestleMania just for the purpose of helping Lashley keep the title through maybe Summer Survivor Series next year? Well, here's my thing. Um, I know a lot of people kind of automatically assume Drew's there. He's going to face Bobby. He's going to beat Bobby, Bobby to get his big moment at Mania, which is probably the case. But my whole thing was, if you want the big match feel, the first, you know, your first night in front of fans in over a year, the match to me is Lashley versus Brock. And then some people go, well, what do you do with Drew McIntyre? Well, that John Cena guy doesn't have anybody to face, really. If you look through the roster, there's yeah. really nobody set out for Cena. So I'd give Cena McIntyre. And then you can kind of build those two guys, and then you could have, you know, kind of build Drew back up to getting that belt. But I think the best thing they could do for Lashley to have him beat Brock clean as a sheet at WrestleMania and give him a nice little hill run and then, Eventually, him and Drew can clash at SummerSlam or something like that. I like that. I I, I like that. Uh, and um, uh, by the way, I do think Drew's going to be in the match. But yeah, I, I I do like that a lot. And they're friends too, I think. So like, they probably yeah. would be more than willing to do that. Yeah, and so I'm on board with know, that. I am. Be- because if you look at it, if Drew wins, we're right back to where we were last week, where. He's beating everybody as champion. There's no draft to the fall. Who is he going to feud with that, you know, over that title with? If he's he's beating Randy Orton, he's beating Sheamus, he's beating AJ Styles. If he beats Bobby, he's beating Bobby twice in a year. So you're kind of running out of bodies for him to fight on the hill side of things. I think if Bobby's the monster hill champion, you can you can feed him guys until – you know, like I said, SummerSlam, where you could build Drew back up, and then it's almost time for the draft, and you can kind of mix things up a bit. Yeah, I keep forgetting we got to wait all the way until October for a new draft. Yeah, Goldberg, Rat Boy, no, no Goldberg, Rat Boy, no, no, yeah, no, no Goldberg, no, disconnect, Rat Boy. Derek kind of hit on what we're what we're all driving to. I think it's just sort of a matter of what, how we think WWE should go about it. The end goal is to somehow allow for you to get a Lashley-McIntyre match at SummerSlam. 
I mean, really, that's, at this point, that, at this point, that's your end goal, which to me is fine. in front of fifty thousand fans. Now, right <laughs> to, to me, that to me, that's your end goal. And, in Texas, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Texas or uh, Mississippi or Indiana or yeah. you know, one of one these, of those uh, one of yeah. these better one of these better places. Arizona. Um, oh, not us. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, uh, I mean, how you get there is, I mean, yeah, I have a preference. Brady, you have a preference. Derek, you have a preference. But, I mean, realistically, if if somebody comes to me and says, you know, it's going to be it's going to be McIntyre versus Brock at WrestleMania, and you know, we're going to have we're we're going to find a way for Drew to do something else, and then we're gonna we're gonna get him to lash it back together at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's not the way I want to go, but that's fine because the end goal still gets you Lashley versus McIntyre at the big reopen event. You know, if somebody comes, I know Brady, you're not a fan of the triple threat match, but if somebody comes to you and says we're going to have this triple threat match at Mania specifically so that we can get Lashley versus McIntyre on the big on the big reopen stage at SummerSlam, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna complain. Yeah, no, I would never complain. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I I I think really the big take with it is that as long as they as long as they set up that match at that time, whatever they do is probably okay. And here's the other thing, uh, because WrestleMania will be two nights again. Um, I I almost want to say it doesn't matter what they do if they decide to go the triple threat route. I'm pretty sure Roman and Edge will close night two. That would be my guess. I, if they decide to go triple threat with the Raw title, I, I think they will. If it's just one-on-one with the two young guns, then, yeah, like, they have a good chance to close Sunday night. Yeah, I guess so, because me, I, well, I think... Put it this way. If Drew wins, then they main event Sunday night. If if Lashley's going to win, then I think that's Saturday. You see, I think Sasha and Bianca is probably going to is going to main event Saturday. If they don't you really think up. they're going to do that? If they don't mess it up between now and then, that's yeah. that's probably the freshest match you have. Yeah, well, Edge and Edge and Rant, um, Roman, yeah, but I mean, unless you do, will the wine guy get involved? Back. The wine guy, Reggie. Yeah, I forget his name. Reginald. His name is Reggie. Reginald, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I hope he doesn't because they really don't need him. <laughs> they they don't need him for the story. But uh, I don't know. They're at a point where, like, we still don't know what AJ Styles is doing. And they've kind of protected him a little bit. You know, I mean, I guess they're going to do Shane and Braun. So you're going to have to, Braun's going to have to throw Shane off of something high in that stadium. So, this is where, uh, yeah, this is where you miss having, like, money in the bank at WrestleMania because that was a great way to spotlight six, seven, eight guys at the same time. Yeah. Now they just put without you know, they doing do the battle with the Royal. US title. Yeah, now they just do it with yeah. like the US title or the Intercontinental title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm not a fan of that necessarily. I don't know. I guess the traditionalist in me, I don't know. But money in the bank isn't really a traditional thing anyway, so Although I do think I do think Big E and Apollo, if they hold off, which they might not might not be able to, I think they could have a singles match for the I C title if they hold off long enough. Right. 
Well, uh, let's go to uh, – we're going to go to uh, Harry over there in uh, jolly old London. Uh, what's going on, Harry? You keep sending me Glad these links me. for Thunderdome, and I keep forgetting to do them. I uh, I apologize. Mondays are tough for me. Well, I'll send you the link on Friday. Um, okay. Whenever it is, they, they I, send it to me. You know, we'll, I did try we'll Friday. Get, uh, we'll, we'll get that face in the Thunderdome hex. I'm going to be like this. It may, scare, it may scare children, but we'll get that face in the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think is going to be the main event of WrestleMania, Harry? What's going to close the show? The I want to go one of two ways. Uh, I'm going to you agree can. with both you. You got to pick one. No, that's fine. Um, I always love talking to you, pal. Um, no, I'm going to go one of two ways. I, I somewhat agree with Ray on the triple threat idea uh, because this was presented to me this morning. Um, Drew... Lashley and uh, Miz, even though supposedly Miz is already in that tag match. They can easily take him out of the tag match, put someone else in there. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that triple threat have Miz be the third guy. Or uh, just for straight up Brock, uh, Brock against uh, Lashley. I forgot you were a, such a Miz guy. Yeah. Yeah, do, do, uh, do you I, like I, him better than Lady Gaga? That's a weird really? pairing. Brady, I like Lady Gaga. Year, Brady, you <laughs> know the last time we fought a war against the British, they kicked their teeth in, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had the, the ambush thing. Yeah, so take it easy. <laughs> Hiding in the bushes. Yeah, I like I like having I like having Derek here as well. It's the first time I've actually been here with Derek in a while, and, and I like how he doesn't no. like you either, Brady. I mean, it's just Brady. It's just that, like, like literally the last time that we got into a war with Harry's people, they they came and burned the White House. So like, mm-hmm. I just hey, whoa, 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 that 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 one wasn't enough. Oh, oh, you mean no, the recent one. No, the, the war of 1890. Okay. is falling I was down. Born in 19, I was born in 1991, so it was a bit before my time. Well, that's, that's, well that, Harry, we have, over here we have books, and you can read them. And um, Brigdy is falling down. I see it, Rat Boy. I can't see Rat Boy's uh, screen because there's good. only four videos above me. And, uh, oh, yeah, you, you got to do the uh, gallery view in order to get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not there. Because he's muted, so he, you're not going to hear him. <laughs> he, he's later. He's he's the uh, the main for the second hour. He he definitely plays well as the mascot until then. Yeah, yeah he's like our gritty. Yeah, I mean, until such a day as you teach the American roughneck how to uh, control a computer, <laughs> you've got a great uh, a great mascot in Rat Boy. Speaking of the American roughneck, I've uh, got his action figure here. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Derek, you don't think Roman and Edge could be the main event? Like, I, that's what they seem to be like building around. I, I think it could, but I think if, like I said, it all depends on if Brock. Vince loves Brock, and for as much as I love Roman and Edge, I think the idea of Lashley and, and Brock throwing each other around, I think Vince would, would eat that up. Okay, I agree with everything you just said. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Harry, what do you think about, we were talking about it earlier, the uh, AEW is doing an exploding barbed wire match. And I know you're a huge fan of ultra-hardcore stuff. Uh, what, what do you think about oh that? I hope one of them loses uh, a foot. I think it would be amazing. Why? Why would you wish it would be a, five, be a, a, a seven-star amputation. Yeah, amputation of the I year. I, I don't know where you got... Uh, the fact that I'm a, uh, a deathmatch hardcore wrestling fan. Uh, that one time I uh, called into another podcast and um, started burying DJ Hyde as he was uh, doing an interview, and, and then the, uh, the host chose to put me on after. So uh, I, I don't know where you got that from, but hey, if it, if it works for them, good for them. Um, you know, I, I've only ever watched one episode, sorry, two episodes of AEW, the, uh, the first one the very first episode, and the, uh, the the Brody Lee tribute. So um, what yeah, works yeah. for them doesn't necessarily entertain me. If, uh, hey, if what? it works for them, it works. Eric, what do you think about that, though? Like, I mean, it, I mean, I can remember ECW wasn't doing anything nearly that bad, unlike TNN back in the day, which you were probably, like, a little baby for. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, it felt like... <laughs> Like, what were you, like, about six or seven when it was on TNN, you know? But, no, like, early, I don't know. Like, I was a teenager. Oh, I thought it was, like, the late 90s. Was it the early 2000s? I guess it was. Yeah, I think it was right before they died. Right? Yeah, it all runs together. Yeah. I, yeah. It all runs together. I mean, I don't I, know. My I don't brain's know. turning to mush. I, but, but they said that ECW, like, that would never, like, cater to a mainstream audience, and now you want to do this? And, and, and on the same it, show, by the way, where they reach an agreement to, like, stream these at movie theaters like they used to do for WWE, you know, like closed circuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they have an audience. Um, they're not going to reach the casual fan. Because if you look at their numbers, it ranges between, like, seven hundred to 800,000 a week, you know. So they have their core audience. I don't know how this yeah. is going to make anybody who's not already a fan care. Um, I know that's why they. Yeah. I know. I know they, yeah. they brought in Shaq, and Shaq was supposed to reel everybody in, but then they have a scheduling conflict, and he has to wrestle tomorrow night instead of on the pay per view. <laughs> right. But <laughs> but, um, but but it's okay because it's going to be the best one ever. Best celebrity ever. Oh, did, you, did you see that? He's yeah. going to be the best celebrity ever, and then Pat McAfee yeah. retweeted and goes, not I, even close. <laughs> I hope I hope Mike Tyson punches him out. Oh. <laughs> I worry about Shaq because he's Who's your favorite Mike Tyson 50. punch out here? I was a King Hippo guy. Where are you? Oh, who I'm a glass. I'm a glass. Um, I like so much. I love King Hippo. I'm going to... I'm going to toss one out to you because it was so comical. Yeah. Um, what about Great Tiger? Wow. <laughs> Mike Tyson's punch out? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He's no piston Honda, but he's good. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's not. He's, he's not. But if you remember Great Tiger, you knew when to punch him because the jewel in his turban would start flashing. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I think if I were his manager... I um, I might be telling him, look, we we need to talk about the tournament. I think it's costing you a lot of matches. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to rework this thing. 
You know, what is it, like a mood ring? Like, I, I never understood that. <laughs> well, Harry, you're looking stylish yeah. as ever. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, um, you you given me the link earlier just made me think, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come waste uh, a few precious minutes of your time and um, make myself feel important like only I can. Um, you know, I, I very much dig this uh, visual concept you got now. Um, I don't know who came up with that idea, but whoever whoever it was, you know, they, they had a great idea. Um, obviously showed you the American Roughnecks action figure. Got a rosemary uh, pop. Nice. All these great, all these great I, things. I have my El Gigante action figure. Now, did I print that? No. Okay. Uh, I'll no. I'll print your action figure once I finally get around to action figures. But... I, I just realized I ruined the contest for this week. Uh, by the way, uh, we had a winner, winner last week, the Virgil <laughs> one. So I, I I apologize about that. Uh, but well, we'll do the contest again next week. I, I gave that one away though, so to be fair, yeah, that but one I was censored. my fault. But it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a it, it was win win because it went behind the paywall, Harry. So the guy that won a prize actually pays the same amount per month that he won in the prize. So it works. I was on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I had no idea you guys were on Patreon. That's very. Cool. We we just started. We just started. So. Okay. Yeah, lots of cool features on there. Yeah, you're really you're really getting yourself out there, Hicks. Uh, well, this I'm, is I'm a this is a you know that that's the great thing about being partners with Bruce. He's yeah. uh, constantly pushing me to do more than talk to Rat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Harry. Uh, be good, Hicks. I did say. See you, homie. I'll talk to you Friday when you send the link. Unless I forget. Uh, unless I, for, yeah, or unless you go on. No, I don't want to do that. I, I did it once. That's enough for me. All right, see you, brother. The uh, the great Harry Barnett there. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Ray, we were talking about the topics and stuff like that, and I definitely wanted Ooh. you to uh, to introduce yours. I'm sorry we're so late getting to it, but you know, it's just been kind of chock full. It's been a good past show, which really is what we wanted. And, and we so, got even more to come. Yeah, this is like uh, we do. What's that show on ESPN, Derek, where they have the topics kind of sliding up the screen as you go? Uh, that that's what this is like here. I got my list and. Reading. Why do you assume the black man knows what's on ESPN? Well, pardon, pardon the interruption. Is that what you mean? That that might be it. Pardon the interruption. See, he did now. <laughs> Do you uh, see what we put up with on this show? I know. Real, real, real so, quick before <laughs> I forget, because we were talking about EW, just real quick. You remember when the Revival left WWE because they wanted to be taken more seriously and they didn't want to, you know, do stupid angles and stuff like that? Remember that? that yeah, was like yeah. The whole thing? Yeah. But how do you think they feel about, you know, being in an angle where they're, they're wrestling a man dinosaur and – the hillish act was cutting the horns off of his mask. You think they're okay with that? Is that serious enough for them? <laughs> I don't know. I thought Jesus. they the uh, the Jesus. good push that they wanted lasted a couple months until they got the <sighs> the new Good Brothers shiny toy, you know, and then it kind of went away. So, Jesus. Hey, I, 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 I is a long-standing American tradition. I I, I I guess the sole purpose, and they might not have known it, but it seems like the sole purpose of them coming in. 
was to make the Young Bucks the undisputed best mm-hmm. tag team in the world in their eyes. That's what like it seems Hogan, like to me. When Hogan brought in Warrior just to beat him at Halloween Havoc. <laughs> yeah, like, got to get my win back, brother. <laughs> got to get my win back, brother. Uh, so, Ray, you were saying uh, about the NWA. So, in two weeks, the NWA is making its its sort of big debut return to you know, sort of to, to having operations and some sort of recognizable capacity. And I think I can speak for everyone on the panel when I say that I personally am happy about that because I think that the NWA serves a very good purpose within the, the broader wrestling theater system. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have concerns about whether or not they will be successful because I think in the time since they temporarily suspended operations, the landscape has changed greatly. And I'm just not sure where they fit into the market anymore. And I guess I sort of wanted to say, kind of ask you guys, pause this out there. Do you see a place for them in the wrestling marketplace? And could it possibly be that we're going to see the NWA primarily make its bones in the virtual space? Yeah. Um, First of all, I was a huge fan of the latest version of NWA. I I didn't watch any of the kind of comeback shows that they had in December, uh, but the stuff that they were doing pre-pandemic, like Power, uh, was Mm -hmm. one of was probably my favorite wrestling show at the time when it went off the air. I I loved the presentation. Uh, I loved the fact that it felt like an '80s infomercial uh, for wrestling. It, It just it was amazing. The entire thing was great, and I don't know if that wouldn't have gotten old with another year and a half of watching it, that entirely could have been true. Uh, But I was a huge fan, and I feel like there's always got to be a place for them. You look at some of the stars that they created in that brief amount of time, you know, uh, like, for example, Thunder Rosa. They turned her into a megastar, really, if you think about it. Uh, And she carried that momentum into AEW. Uh, uh, What's the other one, uh, Derek? (laughs) I assume Derek's going to know. (laughs) The guy on Team Pat. Yeah, no. Uh, I do know, because what I was going to say Ricky is, Stark. Worried, yeah, Ricky Stark. Yeah, they've lost they've lost a lot of people since they've been close. They've lost Ricky Starks. They've lost uh, Ziggy Dice. They've lost a lot of people. You know, God rest his soul, question mark just passed away. Oh, man, um, Ziggy Dice is great. Question mark, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that got around, lost, yeah seriously. R.I.P. Um, uh, James Storm. Yeah, Eddie James Kingston. Storm. Yeah, and I wonder Eli Drake. where they're going to get Eli yeah, Drake. Eli, where's this talent? It, yeah, I, I hope they, I hope they're going to. I hope they. I, I was hoping they like got some kind of partnership with like an MLW or somewhere like that where they could borrow talent from somewhere and they didn't have to worry about losing that talent. Like Thunder Rosa, she's good as gone. I know she's still their champion, but whatever her contract's up, she's gone and. I just hope they can find some talent because I enjoyed their shows. I mean, they still have my boy Elijah Burke, who, who's still entertaining the Pope. But uh, Elijah I, I, Burke, I hope, yeah. Uh, I hope they. They lost Wade Barrett too, by the way. Yeah. Who was their voice? Because they fired Jim Cornette. So, so I, that's a lot. To see what's going to happen? Yeah. It's going. It's going to be a totally different presentation when they do come back. Uh, I. I actually. I have never used the Fight app. Um, 
and that's that I mean that's the truth. I've never had to, you know. I've always mm-hmm. uh, just kind of had people send them to me as had send things to me as they need them. Uh but I downloaded it because I found out that you can get Ring of Honor on there, which I haven't been keeping up with as much. And also yeah. Uh, you know, because of this NWA deal. So, Ray, I, I mean, I'm on board with it. I'm curious to see. The last thing we really need in this world is more wrestling content. But at the same time, if it's something to mix it up, I mean, I, I'm willing to give them a shot. I am. So I'm willing to give them a shot, too, especially for, I think the iPay-per-view is, is being sold for 20 bucks. For 20 bucks on a Sunday afternoon, I can, you know, I'll, I'll toss that in and see what they have going. I suppose what I'm saying is I'm, I'm worried they're coming back at a really bad time for them to come back. Okay, and sure. I guess my, my hope is that they have a plan to market this much more digitally than, you know, uh, than they were before because I, I think that there's, I think there's a gap to be filled there, whereas I'm, I'm concerned that trying to run different regional stuff uh, and, you know, getting it on TV, I'm worried that might not necessarily work anymore. I I can remember um, when they started with the YouTube show, uh, somebody, I think it was like Dave Shearer or somebody like that, as if there's a lot of people out there like Dave Shearer, but you know what I mean, like somebody who's like, very knowledgeable about what they're talking about, but not necessarily um, in touch with, like, everything that they have planned. And he pointed out that, like, it's on YouTube. It wasn't even monetized at the time when they started it. They had no advertisers to speak of. Somebody was paying for this, and at some point, uh, they were going to want to return on it. And just uploading shows to YouTube really isn't the best model for making money. It's not. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you could get a couple thousand listeners a week, and it really don't mean a whole lot if you're not monetized. So, in some way. So, it'll be interesting, for sure. Um, one thing I do like about their direction, Derek, is uh, mm-hmm. I like Billy Corgan a lot. I feel like, mm-hmm. even if he isn't the most knowledgeable, I feel like he's somebody... That cares, and more importantly than that, I think he cares, and he doesn't necessarily want to be the center of attention, even though he's a celebrity, which I think is like such welcome news because there's other owners who aren't celebrities mm-hmm. who want to be the mm-hmm. whole damn show. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, not that I want to go funny. in that door, but still. At least in this song, "The Wolves of Vampire." And it and it's funny because. It, speaking of said promoter, it went from, you know, I don't want to be a character on TV. I don't want to be seen on TV. It went from that to him being on Impact every week, playing essentially Mr. McMahon from right. the late 90s, which is hilarious to me. I also like the <laughs> fact ben that... Window. Yeah. Like if Mr. McMahon uh, and Chris Jericho from 1999 had a kid, that would be Tony Khan. <laughs> I, I also like no. that. I like Billy Corgan, him and Nick Aldis. They they stayed true to what the NWA was because it it would be so easy for them to you know do what Impact did and have a you know build a a partnership with like an AEW and have Aldis be on their show, but he wouldn't feel special because he's still on AEW show 
and they have a world champion. So he's not yeah. the guy. So I appreciate what they're doing. It's it's very old school, and, and that's what I like about it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, I let's go to the phones. I'm going to bring on uh, Justin. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we don't regret this. What, what's going on, Justin? How you doing, brother? Uh, <clears throat> not much. Just relaxing. That's all. Chilling. Mind you on go. your money. Good. Uh, you. I just keep it to myself, that's all. You being gangster? What? No. I guess nah, they don't, nah. kids don't say that anymore, do they, gangster? That was like a thing. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm too old. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I just, that was like <laughs> high school. <laughs> I just didn't keep it uh, myself, that's all. What's that? I just didn't keep it to myself, that's all. Been keeping to yourself. Yeah, well, that's a good way to make friends if you got a lot of personality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> me, I can tell. Me, I can tell us about friends anyway. I just uh, I'm. I'm Do you have thoughts on I'm the NWA? So, uh, don't watch it, and I could actually tell us about it. Ice Cube and Easy. Okay. You don't like the NWA there, gangster? That's all right. That's all right. I see some of the stuff that you uh, post on YouTube, and I'm like, yeah, interesting, cool. Not for me. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, but on a... Getting jiggy with Yeah, but on the other thing, I'm uh, yeah. actually trying to... I'm actually trying to get my own YouTube show coming up, and then that's six months or so. We're going out to shoot some footage and all that crazy stuff. What can we call it? What Paranormal Justin. No, no, definitely not. I'll crazy Justin it, chasing ghosts. No, I'll right, just call it. What if we set it like? What if we hang on, hang on, hang on? Let me, let me, let me pitch this idea. Okay, so. Sorry, Jim. We do like a oh, like you're part paranormal investigation, um, part paranormal investigation, part organic farming show, and we call it Blueberries with Justin. No. With NWA playing the background. <laughs> yeah. Nah, easy. easy. Nah, I actually had I actually had a title. I actually had a name for it, but I don't know if it will actually stick. Um, what is it? The the miss the miss adventures the miss adventures of uh the miss adventures with Justin is basically the miss adventures three times and then you appear and do the show ah <laughs> uh, yeah maybe all right miss adventures of Justin like the Marvel how about Justin Miss Adventures, adventures? How about Miss Justin? Uh, no, that wouldn't work. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, I would, I would try, I would try to keep my, I try to keep the show title as goofy as my personality, and and then I, and then I, keep my, keep my old misadventures. <laughs> Justin Goofy Adventures. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but Justin uh, Goofy Adventures. Yeah, yeah, Brady. I mean, if I like once I start getting it going and all that, hey, maybe I'll have maybe I'll have you as my uh, maybe I'll have you as like a 
like a video call. I'll call in. Uh, no, yeah. no, it's gonna be a, no, it's gonna be a video call. Like, yeah, like maybe like I can this. inter like me. Yeah, like maybe I can uh, message you, like message you and say, hey, hey, here's the link. Call I'll be like, hey, uh, and we'll discuss whatever. Be number who this? Yeah, brother, you got <laughs> it. Yeah, just, did I ever reach. tell you guys? Did I ever tell you guys about the time it was before I met Kelly? I spent New Year's. Um, I went on a triple date, uh, voice of choice and his ex-wife and uh, <laughs> my best friend, Mike, and uh, this girl that I had set him up with and this girl that I had met. It was the six of us. And we went out, Derek, yeah. and we partied, you know, we, we went yeah. to like this event. They had like a great food, great drink. And it was like it just drunken adventures. It was amazing, amazing <laughs> time. And uh, things didn't work out with this girl, Derek. I broke up with her maybe about two or three weeks later after New Year's. And Damn, I didn't wow. talk to her for almost a whole year, you know? Damn, I, um, crazy. <laughs> you can see where this is going. <laughs> I, um, I So I met Kelly. Mm-hmm. Great relationship. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're having a New Year's party at Kelly's house the next year, Derek. Well, and at no. 12.01, I get a text. Oh, it no. would have been about 10 pages long if I printed it. Just talking about oh, no. how, like, this time last year we were so close. Somebody was having a meltdown then. She's like, oh, no. you know, we were so close last year, and I had so much fun, and I don't know oh. how you could do this to me, and I don't know how you oh. could give up on us, and how do we oh. go almost the whole year without talking? And it was horrible. I felt so bad, Derek. She's like, on mm-hmm. and on and on. It was a long text, and hey, uh, it must have taken her hey, ten minutes to write it. And when I got to the end, hey. Justin, I, I, I answered her. I just said, new phone, who this? Who this? Hey, Brady. <laughs> and I said it hey, just Brady. like that. <laughs> hey, Brady. <laughs> Never heard back. Go ahead, Justin. Oh, hey, Brady. Hey, this is what you say when you have a crazy episode. message you like 20 pages long. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, yeah. You're like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know, I know I'm an asshole. And you know what? Eh, you were, you were the dumb person that settled with me. And yeah, I like my answer. You left. Better. <laughs> I, you hey. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Oh. Hey, uh, hey, I'm very blunt. I'm very blunt with people, and I'm like, hey, if I like you, I'll tell you how I feel. If I don't like you, you don't exist in my world. Just don't care. It's how I am, man. I love it, brother. Yeah. Well, man. listen. That was fun. Yeah, you have a good show. <laughs> you too, brother. It's, you too. I can't wait yeah. to be on Justin's Goofy Justin's Adventures or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll have you on if you're up for yeah. it. Maybe. You know I am. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll talk about. We'll talk about everything. We'll just anything. Anything that's underneath the sun and whatever's going on. It, mm-hmm. To me, it's pretty cool much everything's everybody. underneath the sun if you think about it. Yeah, the, yeah, the grass. At least from our perspective. People. Yeah, <laughs> the grass, the dead people, yeah. everybody else. <laughs> Great talking. You're the man. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, you too, buddy. Hey, hey, Do- Justin. Justin. You yeah. all right? You all right? I tried. Yeah, I tried to be right. Later. I know. That's fun. Out of sight. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, st- 
Joe brought it up. And this actually leads into something that I had seen as well. Um, so Tully Blanchard is making his return to the ring on Wednesday. In no doubt what can be considered an amazing uh, five-star match, it'll probably be the tag team match of the year when all is said and done. Um, certainly in the top five. Uh, and it's been such a long time. I, I just, it's so hard to believe so, Ratboy, I'll get to you soon, Ratboy. I will. He's throwing out all these rat rumors. Uh, so tell me Blanchard, Derek. What, what do you think about him coming back to the ring specifically? Because he was, uh, he's been gone a long time. I, no. Tully Blanchard, I, my memories of him before I went back and watched his work was as the brain buster with, with Arn Anderson. Um and then as I got a little older, I went back and I watched all the old horses and stuff, and he was amazing. Um, it's <laughs> In a way, it's kind of heartbreaking only because, and mm-hmm. I was listening to Jim, Jim Cornette broke, brought this up, and I was laughing when he mentioned it. He goes, Tully Blanchard, one of the greatest promos ever in professional wrestling, one of the greatest wrestlers ever, is going to be in the ring in 2021 selling for Marco Stunt. <laughs> and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, damn it. Um, I just hope, I hope I, I, I think FTR, they'll take care of them um, because they're they're awesome at what they do. But uh, yeah. I, is there really a need for Tully Blanchard in 2021, really? And then Sting's going to wrestle no. on, on Sunday. <laughs> It took a power bomb. <laughs> Go ahead, Ray. All the love and respect in the world of Tully Blanchard. He has had a a more meaningful impact on on this industry that we are blessed enough to be able to come out here and talk about every week than any of us ever will. Um, mm-hmm. And uh he, 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 he truly is just a a, a legendary, uh, to go back to a term that I used at the beginning of the show, a larger-than-life figure mm-hmm. uh, in, in our beloved sport. He's 67! Is he that old? <laughs> yeah. Yes. What was longer when he had the heart attack? The thing is, he looks every bit of it. Yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't look like, like why are you doing this? But you have a... Yeah, that, that's what I'm going to tell... A, yeah, sorry. You have a daughter. <laughs> he he has, a, he has a daughter that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check yeah, and make sure on this. You know, Tessa Blanchard is... She's old enough for me to date. Yep. She's <laughs> old enough for Mike to date. Well, not really. Um, <laughs> really. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm I'm going to hold that up as an example the next time my mom reminds me that I need to have kids. is like, Tully Blanchard had a kid in his 50s. <laughs> I'm in just, his 50s. I, I, hey, as I get in the pot, 40s. 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 Not 50s. I don't... <laughs> If this were some sort of, 
I think my problem is with, with, is with where and how it's happening. If this were some great send-off for a career mm-hmm. at a capacity WrestleMania crowd, <laughs> where somebody who was always part of the Horsemen but definitely was always, you know, sort of playing second chair and sort of a recognition for everything that he did and everything he kind of, I, I would be okay with it. But you're, you're, this is almost going to be as sad as that footage of, like, Nikolai Volkov wrestling at the gym with nobody in it. Oh, with oh, the without the ring, yeah. wasn't it? He was just, yeah. like, wrestling yeah. on the mat? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I don't... I knew that company, yeah. I don't want to see him <laughs> do this. I don't know. Stroh, you're the only one that has an actual wrestling career to sort of look back on. Like, like I mean, would, would you want... Especially, especially with, with with a career where you've been in, in major spots, you are an actual name that people remember. Is this really how you want to be remembered at the end of your career? Well, I mean, it's like Derek said. He, he's in the six man tag, and he, he's in he's really great shape for his age. I mean, he's always stayed in good shape. Totally bunch of ass. He looks so, good. I mean, it's not my. It, yeah, I mean, it's not like they're giving him the edge treatment, if you will. Um, not yet. With me, yeah, you know, and, and it's like, with me, I mean, and I may be in a minority, I, I, you know, who knows, but, you know, you know, I like, you know, making appearances is great, doing your thing every now and then is great, showing, you know, a little nostalgia, if you will, that type of thing, but I... Personally, as far as taking a top spot, you know, I, 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 I couldn't live with myself knowing that I, I'm taking somebody else's spot, the, some, the spot that I, I used to have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to get away from somebody somebody else that's, more, that's busted the rear end like year, years upon years to get yeah, to that level, yeah. right? So, so, I mean, that's, that's just me. You know what I'm At saying? least it's not WrestleMania, oh, I mean, you know. I mean, it's just their show. I mean, right. So I mean, but I mean, I had to off to all the new generation of guys and gals doing their thing to, to get to that level because they they bust their butts so hard to, to reach that pinnacle. You know what I mean? So I yeah, mean, I yeah. would, I, I would want to be more more helpful than hurtful to someone's career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I hear. Sure. For- for sure. I mean, like the thing I'm saying, just just to clarify, the things I'm saying, they're, they're coming from a place of love. Like I don't, I don't want this to come across as like like Ray hates Tully Blanchard. No, no, I I want to remember him for what he was. Right. That's what that's what makes nostalgia great. And and this is a narc on edge either because I mean no. You know, he looks in great. He's in great shape and can still go. But you know, I, I'm just saying for like a, like a personal standpoint. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to take someone else's. You know, if someone wanted to put me to that top level, I wouldn't want to myself to uh, take away from 
the guys and gals that are that are hungry that haven't had I, that chance. You know what I mean? I, listen, no, I, absolutely. Listen, uh, I look at Edge. I look at AJ Styles. Uh, I look at Samoa Joe. Uh, I look at Shawn Michaels right before he retired. Like forty is clearly the new thirty. Like guys can still mm-hmm. go in their forties. Unfortunately, right. fifty is the new forty. But uh, that's a whole other story. I, um, you know, I, I, I look at that and I think like, yeah, like Tully Blanchard, I, listen, I'm not going to criticize him. Uh, he's probably not going to have a major part in the match, but it's going to be, you, I, I can guarantee you he's going to be beyond excited to get the opportunity to kind of mix it up again, uh, which he hasn't done in forever. I just hope that they're smart enough to keep it in a limited role where he stays safe, where everybody's in the ring with stays safe. And, you know, if everybody in there is bumping for him, look at the Rock and Roll Express, man. They went in there, and they're doing frigging Canadian Destroyers. and like Canadian Destroyers. You can just tell that everybody's loving being in the ring with them. And I, I hope it's, like, something similar. I really do. I, I hope it's not a case of too much. Um, but, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a delicate balance, but I think he can pull it, it off. I, here's what I'm worried about. Now, I saw an interview with Jake the Snake Roberts, right? And they brought this thing up about Tully. And you know what Jake said? You guessed it. He goes, you know, I've been talking to Tony Khan a little bit, and I feel really good about my chances of being able to get in the ring and get physical again somewhere down the line. And well, sure. I'm getting worried that this is going to happen. Uh, Sting's doing it. Tully's going to do it. Jake sees those guys doing it. Hell, I can take one good. I got one good bump left in me. And then Jake will be doing it. And then Arnold will be giving somebody a spine buster. And it's like, like Stroh said, little by guys little. Are pillars, yep. you, those guys are pillars of this industry, and they deserve all the respect. I, I, Tully Blanchard, for a guy I never saw in his prime, is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, to the point where I thought if it wasn't for that pesky Ric Flair, <laughs> Tully could have been NWA champion because he was that good sure. at everything. Yeah. And yeah. Like Stroh said, I I just hope that these guys don't start taking TV time away from the younger guys, and you know, because that's what's going to start hurting. That's what happened to TNA. That's what hurt TNA. That's what hurt WCW in the long run. You couldn't get the Hogan's and these guys off TV. So I'm just hoping yeah. that doesn't start to happen in AEW. I mean, you get the big but show. Going listen, I, yeah, no, and, and that's the temptation when you have a company like that and you're trying to take the next step. Well, the next step involves, quote-unquote, major players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder, like, does Vince McMahon still own Slammiversary? Like the name? <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't if we know. do a Legends reunion here, maybe that, maybe that's the way this should go, you know? Kind of a once-a-year thing. Yeah, I, I, mean, I have the same concern Derek does. I, 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 don't want, <clears throat> I don't want something that could be cool, in its own self-contained thing, yeah, to you know, to spill out. You know, aside aside from the fact that I really don't want memories of Tully Blanchard, whether they are memories from when you saw him live, or you are you are like me, and you you know a lot of your memories are from going back and watching old tapes and saying, "Wow, if only I hit been alive just to see that to see that in person." Um, in, in addition to not wanting that to be solid. You know, and that's why I said before, if this were something at like like Mania or maybe SummerSlam, where it's it's a crown jewel show and you it's sort of a last hurrah 
kind of like the kind of like a Lee Gehrig day for <laughs> yeah. for your career, and you you get that last moment to kind of celebrate who you were. And there wouldn't be a lot of people. Talk that that list is very short of people that I would I would say you could still do. And Tony Blanchard would be one of them. He'd be on that short list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My my hope is that, and I guess like, like I would be more okay if it was that, because that is the chance for you to have your moment in the sun, to not take away from the guys that are coming up now, yeah. and to get that that, that that sort of last dance uh, in, in the ring and and really – receive the recognition that, that you deserve. I hope that this doesn't become a regular thing because yeah. then it loses what makes it special. And in that process, you lose the ability to have those special moments again later down the line. Sure. Absolutely. There's, there's very, very, I was going to say, there's very, very, very few Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 25 moments. Like, his was perfect. He, he wrestled mm-hmm. at WrestleMania 25. He looked great. He wrestled the night after Mania looked great. He wrestled that one match with Jericho and looked great, and that was it. And very yeah. few guys get the send-off that Ricky Steamboat got. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. The job was tremendous. I will tell you the other one that probably comes close, although it was unintentional, you know, just sort of the unfortunate death right afterward, um, Maybe the Freddie Lassie send-off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where uh, where Austin comes down, stops Lassie from being harassed, and then Lassie gets the microphone and orders him to get, orders, uh, <laughs> orders him to get the tables. Yeah. Uh, I would, you know, maybe yeah, something like that yeah, you know, would, would be kind of cool, especially, especially cool. for someone that you want, that you want to protect um, because no matter how great of shape Tony Blanchard is in, but I don't care how good of shape a 60-some-year-old man is in. He's a 60-some-year-old man who has some hard miles on that body. I don't want mm-hmm. you taking major things. If they're going to do this, everything needs to stay safe. But I think maybe something like that at a major, major event that everyone can see and that can truly be like a real cast of the career would just be so much more satisfying. You know who had a great send-off, and uh, it actually transitions into my next uh, topic, uh, Ric Flair. Uh, yeah. This guy, you know, WrestleMania, going to retire if he loses. I love you. I'm sorry. Kick, pop, one, two, three. It's over. Now, it, mm-hmm. if, if he would have walked away, you know, if he didn't wrestle in TNA, I, I, I tend to try and forget that he wrestled in TNA. Because by and large, he's kind of honored that at least in WWE. Uh, it's a shame because he's become such a such a comedy piece to WWE. Um, but when he walked away, that was like textbook walk into the mm-hmm. sunset. It ain't ever going to be cooler. Um, and he went out at the hands of his favorite wrestler, you know, which is something Kurt Angle couldn't say. I I, yeah. I thought it was amazing, and uh, it, it it truly that was night a shame. After Raw, oh my god! Yeah, the emotional, the you know, the the celebration the next night on Raw, which uh, and and by the way, all his friends in there, including Arn Anderson. I don't know if you guys saw an interview this week uh, that Ric Flair did. I think it was with Wrestling Inc. I could be wrong about that, uh, but he was talking about how he and Arn haven't spoken in years, and yeah. I thought that was like so strange. Did, did you see that? Yeah, and he said. Uh... 
you know, when he almost died, he said he didn't hear from Arn at all, which is, like, hard for Yeah. He said it started when, uh, I guess, when Reed Flair died, like, which was, like, mm-hmm. what, 2009, I guess? It was yeah. early on doing this podcast. I knew that. So I think it was, like, the first month I was doing this. Might have even been the first episode. Um, but he said that Arn didn't reach out to him at all when Reed died. Arn didn't go to the funeral. And after oh. that, things were, like, never quite the same, you know? And, and it was just like, but, well, yeah, like, you know, when Rick was in the hospital, Arn didn't reach out, he said. Uh, something must have happened there, because I can't imagine as close as they were yeah. that there isn't more to that story. It's just a shame to see. It's heartbreaking. It's like Sean and Triple H having a fallen out. It's like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Is, I'm going to say this. I'm going to sort of play devil's advocate here and try to try to put myself in Arn's shoes. I think sometimes there are there are times that no matter how close you are to someone, you grow apart. And mm-hmm. you know there there is there's a very real possibility that Arn looked at Flair, you know still kind of living the life and being in the spotlight. And there, there might have been a point where Arn just said, I want to separate because this is this is no longer who I am or what I'm about. And, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, you just, you just kind of drift. And no matter how close you are as friends, the reality is that they weren't family. And, you know, when, when, you, when you drift, you know, you know, maybe maybe you see each other. Maybe you see each other. You know, a couple of times a week. You know, maybe maybe it's a phone call every now and then. And maybe you see each other around the holidays. And soon, through nobody's fault, you, you just kind of don't. You, you just kind of drift apart. I think that's. I think by and large, that's the nature of most human relationships. That's why the ones that we have for so long are so special because they're so rare and so unique. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, right. Um, you guys remember the, uh, the Ric Flair Arn Anderson feud WCW some years yeah. back? Yeah, uh, I, I really thought that they pulled the plug on that feud way too soon. They really could have done a lot more with that. Because oh my god, it only lasted that, like that a was, month or something, right? I mean, it wasn't long. Right. It was used. To, yeah, they just beat thing up like they always do. Right. I mean, to me, that was huge. Yeah. Yeah, it was all. And they had such good chemistry because they were so familiar and friendly with each other, which made it, uh, you know, those kind of stories when they play out. You know, like I I always say, like, um, the example I always use is, like, Hunter and Sean, like two guys that really couldn't be much closer, um, just beating the crap out of each other, you know, knocking each other off stretchers, knocking each other... Uh, off the uh, um, like the platform stuff like that, just just absolutely brutalizing each other. You know, chairs, mm-hmm. sledgehammers, all that stuff. And it's like I know they're not doing full impact with some of those with some of those things, but like uh, you could just tell that they were so comfortable with each other that they were able to just bring it, and it really translated. And yeah. uh, I thought that was kind of the same thing with Arn and Rick, like. You know, they were both in there. They could both still go at the time. I felt like that feud could have been so much more than it was. Yeah, and they cut it short, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Uh, Let's go to, uh, well, we'll go to Ratboy. 
uh, as soon as he unmutes himself. Got to unmute yourself, pal. There you go. What's going on, Rat Boy? How you doing? You're my boy, Blue. He's got a boy. He's got. You're my boy, Blue. T-shirt on. Boy, you do Blue. look like that guy. He does. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. You should see him with his new teeth, man. He looks like DDP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear you. Is your mic off? Maybe. I can't hear you. Hey, maybe, maybe he's doing the Pootie Tang gimmick, where he sings a song that no one hears. Maybe. Try and figure that out. Try and figure that out. Derek, did you bring a topic for this week? I, I, I know uh, you had mentioned you were going to think about some stuff. I sure did. I brought up uh, the Observer Awards. <laughs> yeah, uh... yeah. Oh, okay. And I meant to circle back around to that. Um, that, that, that was crazy. That... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that everybody was I, I love off. the Booker of the Year. I'm not even sure is he even a Booker technically. I, I thought Cody I, was the Booker. Me too. I thought it was like a group thing because isn't like Kenny Omega in charge of the women and the Bucks are in charge yeah. of the tag teams. But uh, yeah, Tan uh, Tan got he got the book. But the thing that uh that made me laugh the most was I believe the Young Bucks got Tag Team of the Year. And apparently yeah. they have won that six times in a row. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, I'm not surprised. It's, it's, it's amazing to mm-hmm. you know Meltzer. Meltzer was defending himself like you know I don't vote. The fans vote, and you know blah blah blah, and which is true. But you know that's your it's your shows that they're listening to. You kind of control the yeah. narrative, and if you listen to him and Brian Alvarez, who I, I I'm a fan of. AEW is the best thing since sliced bread. Everything about it is perfect. Right. They make no mistakes. I mean, to the point where he'll spoil things for other companies, and he won't spoil anything for AEW. Everything's a secret for him. And I just think he had he, he, he seemed shocked by the backlash, but it's like, what did you expect? Like, they pretty much swept all the categories. So... You know, John Moxley won the yeah, least bad wrestler of the year worst award. character. Didn't Bray Wyatt win like the worst, uh, the yeah. worst persona or something? Yeah. Meanwhile, oh, meanwhile, God. they have like a zombie slash demon girl on their show. Like, how does she not win? But yeah, you know, well, because she's done. Yeah, I think the bad guy is for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, finish, finish. Now I'm gonna say, uh, it's just like. I was listening to Jim Cornette again, and he was appalled that the Ric Flair slash Louis Thanos Wrestler of the Year award went to John Moxley. Like, he, he wanted to throw up in his mouth when he heard that Moxley had won that award. And like I said, if, if you're Meltzer, you, ha- you have to expect this backlash given your connection to the, to that company. I, yeah, I it, it's baffling. And I understand people are like, it, it's funny because, like, people are like, really coming after Meltzer. And these are the same people so, who would, like, come after Meltzer if he gave all the awards to WWE guys. So, I don't know. It, it, it feels like, why are they so staunchly defending WWE if they're critical of them the entire year? So, here's the thing. No, I think I think the backlash wouldn't mess... It, it, it would have happened, because the, the giving all the awards to AEW, like, I like the AEW product, but it, it, to say that to say that they are like the best, and Derek's right. That, that 
know, they, you know, you you would think that AEW, instead of being a, pro, a wrestling promotion, had, you know, retroactively gone back in time and been the ones that discovered the polio vaccine. But, you know, the, I think the backlash got worse because Meltzer doubled down on his ridiculousness. Like, sort of trying to say, well, it's not me that did it, it's the fans mm-hmm. that did it. But that is as believable as saying that the fans are the ones that voted for the Cyber Tuesday matches. Now, now they insisted that those were a shoot. <laughs> Cyber Tuesday, They yeah. did, they insisted. <laughs> but, you know, what they would try to do is they would try to guide them toward what they wanted them to do, but supposedly they were real, or at least that's what I heard. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of Taboo I, Tuesday. So I believed um I believed it too. I thought there was like an element of reality to it. Yeah. Until there was a there was a Cyber Tuesday match where they um one of the options was Jerry Lawler and I said no, no, they didn't. They did. Every single person could vote for Jerry Lawler, and he would not win this. <laughs> so uh, that, that was sort of what I was saying. This, this, this is a bunch of this is a bunch of hoo-ha. And, but, but to me, the, the backlash gets worse because instead of just instead of just saying, "Look, I firmly believe this. These are the awards that I'm giving out." And, you know, if you don't like it, feel free to come in and disagree with me, but I'm going to stick by these. Mm-hmm. Instead, he tries to, like, say, well, yes, you're not really, that's really you guys. Like, and, and when he does that, that's how Dave Meltzer sounds. Um, the, by, by doing that, I think, I think that makes the bad glass worse. And frankly, deservedly so, if that's, if that's the case. Okay. Uh, Rapley, I cannot hear you. Try and say something. Don't, don't. Can you talk? <laughs> now, maybe try calling back. I'm going to go to the next caller. It's up to you. Um, let's go to... Uh, we're over. Oh. Hey, Brady. We're in, we're in the overtime. Yeah, we're in the overtime. And we got Dustin for the overtime. What's going on, Dustin? You made your big return early. Yep, I've been out, I've been I've been able to call since February first. Yeah, what's up? You all right? You don't got the you don't got the Rona, do you? No, I had I had a shoulder surgery for a minor problem. Oh, okay, for a minor problem. Yeah, just a nagging issue I've had for years, like through high oh, I school. I thought you meant minor, like shoulder. you were under eighteen. I got you. No, no. Since I was in since I was in high school, I had a problem with my shoulder, and I finally got surgery done on it. So I've I've been doing rehab for the past two weeks. So do you got full mobility again now? Well, I should in about, in about, in about another two weeks. Uh, they should let, they're going to let okay. me start moving. So, yeah, they've been doing some stretches and stuff on my shoulder. Be able to toss the pig skin around again. Hey, yeah, ha, ha, very funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I just been staying to myself until. Never mind. I'm not gonna bring it up on here. Many already already discussed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now there's no need to. Uh, there's no need did to. They, um, to did do Justin that call because, him uh, uh, He did, and he didn't mention you. So let's let it go. I I don't like to uh, to talk about conflicts between guys. It's something I learned with Rapway and Malcolm a couple of years ago. 
you're just better to let uh, them battle it out on their own. So yeah, yeah. That's what we don't care. Now, I'm, not, I'm in your, um, I'm in your corner, brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, Birdie has him now. I'm not talking to him no more, so uh, we're good. Great. Who are you not Bro, talking what did to? Say? Justin. Yay. Oh, Justin. Okay. What about Tora? You talked to Tora? I love Tora. Yeah, Tora's my friend. We've been friends for like almost six Tora. years. Yeah, I like Tora. Tora. I like Tora. Yeah, Tora. So, yeah. Tora's somebody been, I think I could drink with. It's just been a crazy, crazy month. Like, really, just uh, a lot of stuff has been out indoor, really, personally. Well, what are you enduring personally? Well, you want to get all well, Dr. Uh, Drew on this? No, no. Well, Birdie, it's just because the fact I've had that shoulder surgery, it's been hard, hard to do a lot of things. What do you do for a living? I know you used to, like, work in construction. Do things out in Florida? Well, well, it's just, well. That's right. Actually, actually, uh, well, I'd rather not talk about my work history over the radio. Okay. All right. But I do have a job. The professional caller. Silence does not make well, good radio. Well, well Birdie, I do have a job. I have a job. I just don't want to talk about it on the radio. Okay, he's a call. He's a call boy. <laughs> he's the at the bathhouse. <laughs> oh wow! He's a gigolo. Exciting. Uh, no, Birdie. So, okay. uh, already, were you shocked that were you shocked that Bobby Lush you won a title last night? Uh, no, it. not at all. We've we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. I I feel like uh, Bobby great. Lashley should absolutely be in that spot. The only thing I'm surprised at is it took them this long to figure that out. This guy's well spoken. He's jacked. He's a decent wrestler, and the fans seem to love him. At least as a destroyer. Uh, I, I thought it was and, – and to have him beat up the Miz, it couldn't have been more perfect. He actually got a reaction. I just have a feeling that they're going to have him hold the belt until Mania, then McIntyre went it back. That's – wow. That's that's cool. Hey, Justin, is there going to be clouds in the sky tomorrow? Yeah. Watch the forecast. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's forecast is going to be in mid-80s. Okay. That's great. What is it out there right now? Go away. Uh, Sometimes it gets cold at night. Uh, I can't look at it while I'm on the phone. It's like the desert, right? Don't you live in Florida? Usually usually it gets kind of of chilly at night. Do you get alligators in your pool? No. Have you ever been to that swamp where that guy Dexter goes to, Dexter Morgan? Oh, yeah. Oh. The swamp. You know, oh, well, Birdie, speaking, uh, Birdie, speaking of that, they're bringing back the Dexter show. They're doing a, they're doing a like a 10 part you know, show. Start start I know, October. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited. I'm all caught up on Dexter right before they took it away on Netflix. You know what I'm watching yeah. now, Dustin? So, You'll love it. I, I know you watch so, It was things. really nice to hear you talk about things. <laughs> it was tremendous. Yeah, right. It was, it was a really refreshing radio. Dustin, I'm watching time. Glee. Have you ever seen Glee? Uh, no, I'm good. Now you're good? It's good, though. <laughs> no, I'm good. It's not for me. How do you know? You never saw it. No, I'm good. Uh, uh, Birdie, you ever seen the show called Walker? It's it's the reboot of the Texas Walker. 
No, but oh, I hated God, that, that show. Was terrible. I hated that show, so. Well, the reboot is a lot better. They can't replace Chuck Norris. Come on, man. Flashlight. That's crazy. <laughs> Chuck Norris is the man. Well, it's one of the guys that played Supernatural, one of the main characters. <laughs> that's playing, playing, playing Walker's character. Yeah, woohoo. What to do? Um, uh, so, uh, so, Bertie, you think we're going to get Seth Rollins versus Cesaro at Mania? Yes, I do. In fact, Rapboy was holding up a sign earlier. So you can practically book it. That guy should get Booker of the yeah. Year, Rap Boy. So this is my land grant. That's right. By Greg of the Pop That's nice, right? I know. Hopefully, hopefully, Bertie says our this match. I think he will. That'd be huge for him. It really, really. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's tremendous. Right, that's awesome. Do you think Chris Bureau is going to interfere in it? I'm just trying to make this segment interesting. I don't know. Um, I got a. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Bertie has not talked to me. I don't know either. Uh, this, this is actually. This, you have this to go? From my mom. This was given to her. Yeah, my shoulder's hurt. Right, right, I can't, I can't oh, get in the call on my shoulder's hurt. No, anyway, kind of yeah, you need a Bluetooth that. Take care, brother. All right, all right, bro. Love you. Okay. Bye. Oh. All right, so Brady, when you were busy doing that, Stroh and I entertained the audience for a little while. Yeah, that's yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, it's great. There's like two shows at once. Just tremendous. <laughs> so I guess we lost Ratboy, unfortunately. More fortunately. Yeah. Yay! Oh. He's probably at the 7 Eleven <laughs> getting his milk. Power. <laughs> probably close at 11. That's why he had to pretend his mic wasn't working. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it, yes. Spirit fingers. This has been a fun well, show. I, I, I gotta say, right, I, I feel like uh, the idea of, like, having everybody bring something to the table, it gave us stuff to talk about all night without me just rambling. That's true. Yeah, it was good. We get good discussion from everybody. Like it was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, I think we ought to do this more. I think we ought to do it every week. I think yeah, I think we could do a weekly show with this. Yes, I do too. It's almost like uh, it's more matches. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, you boys. You boys want to wrap this? You boys want to wrap this puppy up and put it under yeah, the tree? Yeah, yeah, right. You you have nothing to plug. I, I had no, something I had, fun, uh, but I don't... Uh, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Stro, I'm going to do this before I get to you. So I sent uh, Matt Grimm the thing earlier. I'm going to put it on the chat, and I'll send it to anybody who's interested. Uh, but I found on YouTube, it's uh, Street Fighter 2. Uh, it's a battle in Street Fighter 2. Uh, but they edited it as if it's Raw's cameraman doing it. So they're zooming in and out. Like somebody punches and like they zoom in and they pull out real quick. It's like oh, wow. it's like all the like all the stuff that causes the seizures like they like to do on Raw, you know? It's am- and they have all logos and stuff. They do an instant replay <laughs> with the spin kick where like they shake it real fast, like ah, uh-huh. like that. It's amazing. I definitely recommend people check it. I'm gonna put it on the chat That's as soon awesome. as we're done oh, my God. with the show. Uh, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, Ratboy is uh, trying to call back in, but we're done for tonight, I think. Uh, we'll get to him next week. Uh, Ray, you had nothing to plug, you said? Uh, no, I got, I got really nothing to plug. You boys uh, you boys wrap this up. 
Yeah. Go, all right, Stro, what do you got going on, man? Well, WCW Retro Thursday night. Topic, the career of Ricky Steamboat. 19 meets standard time. Via Love it. Com. Friday night, our side fight show, the Stro Zone, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Maestro. Midnight, Eastern Standard Time, and the feature will be Spider Baby, starring Long Chaney Jr. Very cool. You know, I think the uh, I think the old Steamboat interview is in there in the uh, in the blog talk interface. If you ever wanted to use part of it, feel free. I know it takes up oh, a large you. chunk of time. It's a long interview, so I don't know if you want to see that. I figured I should at least mention it. But uh, yeah, uh, but that sounds like an interesting discussion. If I can call in, I absolutely will. Um, oh, please do anytime. I, yeah. I love anybody. You know. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, it's always a good time. So be sure to check that out. Check out all the other great stuff on VOCNation.com. Uh, live and on-demand programming, great video content now, and uh, just absolutely great podcasts as well. And uh, be sure to check out tomorrow night live. We're going to have a new episode of Shelly Live at 50 Eastern. Uh, we're also going to have a new episode of Wrestling with History and. Uh, uh, that's with Bill Adder and Ken Resnick, by the way. And uh, we're also going to have Stadium Journeys returning as well. So be sure to check that out. Thursday, WCW Retro, HIAC Talk Radio. Lots of great stuff going on. Be sure to check it out. VOC Nation. Um, thank you to all the callers. Uh, every one of you guys, I, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, thank you to thank you to Kathy. Thank you to Derek. I'm going out of order for some reason. Kathy, Stro, Derek, Ray, Matt Grimm, uh, you guys are all the best. Thank you so much. Best casting crew I could ever ask for. Everybody, take care. Oh, ECWA, I'll be back in April with Night of Unusual Matches and ECWA in May with the Super 8 Tournament. Stay tuned. In the coming weeks, we're going to uh, start talking more about that, and I can't be more excited. So be sure to check that out. All the other great stuff on VOCNation.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube to search VOCNation. Everybody take care. Have a great night. I love you all very much. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. Bye.